Hi, this is Kim. And this is Brandon. And this is Good Marriage, Great God. This is episode two. In this episode, we're going to talk about advice we would give to our younger selves if we could. I really enjoyed recording this with you. Likewise, and I hope you all enjoy it as well. It's you and me. It's you and me, baby, against all odds. Odds. It's you and me. It's you and me, baby, against all lies. We got a good marriage because we serve a greater God. God. Yeah. It's you and me, baby, against all lies. We got a good marriage because we serve a greater God. Greater God. It's you and me, baby, against all lies. We got a good marriage because we serve a greater God. Child. Good marriage. How's your day, babe? Pretty good. I wanted to, you know, get together and record um, together with you and do the podcast. Yeah. It's, it's therapeutic for, for me and I think also to our relationship to... I agree. To, to do this, you know, and I think, um, you know, this proves to be an opportunity to, to encourage others, you know, and... Um, you know, I, I thank God for this moment and this opportunity, and I don't take it lightly. Word. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so this week we're talking about letters to our former self. Yeah. You know, our younger self. Like, what is like some advice that we would give to each other, as, in general, but like also, you know, also how as it relates to relationship, like mm-hmm. what relationship advice would we uh, provide to our younger selves? Yeah. I have lots. (laughs) (laughs) Made some mistakes along the way, but look at God. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm, you know, if all, if each of my errors is what was needed to lead me to where I am right now, then I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I still have some advice probably I would give my my younger self, though. So yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Let's get into some of these topics. Then, okay, like you know, what advice would you give to your younger self about beauty and 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 your your personal beauty and you mm-hmm. know and, and self 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 view. You know, like like how do you, how you view yourself and your own particular beauty. Cause right, you're natural right now. You you got the locks and everything, you know. But that wasn't always the case. It's so. true. I grew up, you know. I f- I felt like I was pretty ish. <laughs> I think mm. you know, and in general, I think I thought I I was okay, and I wasn't remarkably self conscious, but. I did sometimes take advantage. I, I some of that, some of what I felt good about is because I had certain characteristics to my body that gave that people that guys in particular liked. So it made me think that those were good things. Like I had a big booty, and it got attention, even if I was wearing you know lame '90s jeans. Um, so. I thought that that was a good thing. I was like, oh, well, at least I know I got a good 
you know, nice booty. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was very immature of me, you know, to be like, oh, you know, kind of define what was, you know, d- define whether a part of my body was beautiful or not, depending on the response that it would um, it would get from mm-hmm. from folks and. You know, people who I had girlfriends who were like envious of my booty and then like other like and then guys who was that's like what they would point out first. Yeah. So I think what I some advice I would definitely give to myself in relation to that is that I'm more than my booty. Not that, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty I was a pretty face, but I'm also more than more than a pretty face and more than a fat booty. Mm-hmm. I've since lost that booty. So. You ain't completely out of the woods. Yet, I, tell you. <laughs> I ain't lose all of it. You know, I've lost a significant amount of it when I like slimmed up in my adulthood. Um, but that's okay. You know, like I think that was that was all. It was it was fine. I was okay, okay to. to yeah, I miss it sometimes, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely let myself know that like that's not really what's important. The right. you know the physical. Uh, I. I felt like my mom was like the most beautiful woman in the world. Mm-hmm. So if I had anything that was different from her, then I felt that probably something maybe was wrong with it or it's not as good as it can be. You know, my mom is a fox <laughs> in my opinion. I mean, <laughs> and, got, and many folks will, will concur. You got good genes. Man. <laughs> you, you got good genes. But she had the most, she had big, beautiful eyes and she had a, like what I, and you know, then thought was the most perfect nose because mm-hmm. it like it wasn't too big, it wasn't too small, beautiful full lips, like like she was heavy chested, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I thought that she just had everything that like that was beauty, you know. To me, I I thank God for that. You know, advice maybe advice to myself is that though. Though I was like looking up to her as like the epitome of beauty, you know, that it was okay to view my mom, I think, as a beautiful woman, yeah, mm-hmm. as a beautiful woman. But I would tell myself also not to feel compelled to have to compare, though. Yeah, not to, to the, uh, yeah. the defecation of your own beauty. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I, you know, I also. I'm dark skinned, and so was my mom and my mm-hmm. grandmas, and I thought they were just gorgeous. So I'm glad that like I didn't have, you know, I wasn't certainly I was aware of societal, you know, brokenness of thinking that lighter was better. But I thank God that that was not a way of thinking um, in our household. So right. it didn't permeate into like how I viewed myself, mm-hmm. you know, outside of home. I knew that black was beautiful. And I, I thank God for a family that reiterated that. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about you? Any advice that you have for yourself? Just like in regards to, in regards to self image, self image, mm-hmm. um, in regards to self image, um, I th- I think for the most part I was pretty sober. I don't know, probably not. No, I wasn't. I was I was pretty conceited, but it was it was false. It was false um conceitedness. Um I use I used that as a like kind of a exterior shell um 
you know, to to hide and mask my gauntlet of insecurities. You know, I didn't have the the most beautiful smile. My teeth were crooked. Um, you know, I was I was skinny. You know, but I had a winning personality, like <laughs> great, um, great sense of humor. You know, but um, there were a ton of things that I was insecure about. You know, and um, advice that I would probably give my younger self would be to focus more on things that are intangible, like your character, you know, and um, doing right by people, you know, because you're a teenager right now and you haven't fully developed into the like physically the person you're going to be, you know, Um, so really focus on your character, you know, and your integrity. And, and trust God and God knows exactly what you need. So wait for him, you know, and my teenage self would probably look at me and say, I did, man, whatever, son. I don't know. I don't know. Probably wouldn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? So, know. yeah, man, I, I definitely I I can see how the way I viewed myself yeah, when I was younger, ended up kind of manifesting itself as an adult. Like when, mm. whenever, whenever like guys would show interest in me, I like automatically was like automatically thought it was one hundred percent of the time safe to assume that they just probably like checking out my butt mm. or my like body shape in general. I had a very I had a very womanly. But I had a more womanly body when I was 13 than I do now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was up with my development. You got I'm like that Benjamin Button. Straight up. Like <laughs> I, I, I see pictures of me when I was like 13, 14, 15. And I've, I've looked like a 30-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. Like for all this time yeah. <laughs> like and I see even when I look at my face like my face was fuller I, I had more weight on me mm-hmm. and then now my face is you know it's not as full I actually do look like younger I look younger now than I did when I like graduated yeah. college like <laughs> and let's let's get so. into that a little because um you know like how have like the those those views that we had on, about ourselves played out in adulthood. I know oh, for yeah. me, for sure, mm-hmm. um, it, it has played out because um, for me, I didn't really start getting attention from females until adulthood. You know, like um, once I started to get, like I would say probably like 1920 is, is when I started to um, really like start to get some attention from like like women. You know, it was like, oh, man, I like what you're working with or whatever. And like, especially when I joined the um, the army, mm-hmm. you know, and um, by that time, you know, they, they kind of missed their boat because uh, I was content with my singleness. I, you know, <laughs> this sounds and this is oh, my gosh. Like, I, I realized that there are a lot of guys out there. It's like, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. What are you talking about? Content in your singleness. What do you mean? You know, I, I was just I was just good. I got to a point to where I was comfortable being by myself. And, you know, ironically, it was at that moment where like, I met my wife. It was um, when I was good being by myself and, you know, and and working on my character, the exact thing that I would, you know, 
encourage my former self about like my my younger self i would i would encourage him in character and integrity and the, when i started working on my character and my integrity and you know um just treating women with respect you know and and not looking at them as objects you know um god was like all right i think you're ready for your rib you know <laughs> and i was like all right put it on a the plate then <laughs> man it's a, it definitely it didn't seem that clear you know for for me because I, I still have trust issues like having a grown woman's body at a young age was problematic you know i've had like grown men you know like lusting like and seeing that in action uh, is so gross, and for it, and, lack of a better word, and inappropriate. What's, what's right. crazy about that is like the psyche of a, of, a, of a man, you know, especially a, a black man. Like for ma- for the majority of us, we grew up in a context where, you know, um, our, our father wasn't in a home, and we learned about like sex, and we learned about uh, women from other men mm-hmm. you know and 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 people who and peers yeah you know and um we learned through it was almost a tribalistic thing of like just cat calling like knowing that 90 percent of the time <laughs> it's it yields no results never effective it's, it's never effective Rarely. and when it is effective the person that is answering reasons, yeah the person man. who answers to a cat call you know, and 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 gives you play from a cat call isn't the person that you wind up spending the rest of your life with. I don't know, man. Like, no, no, it's like just, just it I just don't because takes... I don't want to de- demean any anyone. Yeah, and and but are overgeneralized. Like, yeah, are like, overgeneralized, but, but at the same time, yeah, yeah, cat call is so lame, man. It's so lame. It's so disrespectful. You know that like, I I've I've been cat called before. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you know that? Oh, I don't think so. Layers, girl. I'm an onion. <laughs> I'm an onion. Yeah, I've been I've been catcalled before. Um, There's some bold females out there and males. I was. Don't I was. Wanna <laughs> assume, don't want to assume who who was catcalling here. I was. I was in. I was. <laughs> I was dressed in like a a three. I was dressed in like my Easter suit. I think. Like I was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was in a uh, like a suit, and um like. Um, some some young ladies, some girls, like they, they called out. I was like, mm, I need a church boy. Ah! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> lame, so lame. <laughs> well, let's get. I'm, I'm gonna get back to her, to the question. This advice and letters to my younger self. I also would tell my younger self that like uh, when someone disrespects you or hurts you it doesn't mean it's your fault Mm -hmm. i always for any situation that uh for any bad situation that happened during my youth i and honestly even into my adulthood i i take a very evaluative approach to processing events so i always you know ask the question of at some point, I get around to asking the question of, like, how could this have been avoided? How mm. could you have avoided this pain or this, you know, this situation? And sometimes what comes out like, of that sometimes is, like, 
well, what what did what could you have done differently? Like what yeah. you know, and that sometimes ends up turning you know it I don't know toxic. it gets it gets yeah it gets turned into like oh so if if there was something you could have done differently that means that this is partially if not all your fault, mm-hmm. and that's very toxic thinking. And sadly, yeah. that's uh, thinking of a lot of women, um, especially when they have been disrespected or hurt or violated by men are yeah. adults you know or boys you know like that somehow and I think it's just probably the society that we're in and sometimes it's also our family you know way of thinking too that some that it's just so easy to blame yourself yeah and I wish I could tell my younger self that and really plant that seed early because I am still now today struggling with that. And I'm just now am even like bringing it up uh, and have the opportunity to discuss it like in a counseling like setting even, you know, and really start like breaking down those uh, lies that I've embedded into my like developmental <laughs> foundation. Yeah. And breaking away from that, you know, that's, it's to- toxic thinking that can really spin out of control if you don't rein it in. So what's some advice that you would give your younger self as it relates to relationships? Oh, yeah. Um, and the advice I would give to my younger self sounds a lot like the advice that I had received as a, as a younger man um, from my older sister, Jackie. What's up? Just saying to be careful with with whom you um, lend your heart to, you know, um, and I would say lend at this point in my life because I wasn't ready to give my heart like completely. And so every time that I would lend my heart, you know, um, it would come back broken, you know, or in a condition in which that I had not loaned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know, and I, w- I would tell um, my younger self to be be patient and, and learn about yourself, like figure out what you like, you know, what you don't like. And don't be afraid to to vocalize um, those likes and dislikes. I think earlier on in my relationships, uh, I was very quiet you know, and I was very like, um, I, I seek to please the other person so much that I would get lost in, in pleasing them, you know, and, um, it was damaging to myself, you know, and this person never really got a handle on like who I was and, and what I preferred because like, I was basically like a yes person. I was just, and one girl was like, you're, you're just too nice. But I think, um, for this particular young lady, I think what she meant was, is that she she doesn't have a gauge on, you know, where I disagree with her, you know, or like you can't really see who I really am because like I'm so agreeable. Um, so after you after, really are like yeah, you've got, I, I am thankful that you speak up in our relationship, but like your default is to be agreeable. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't, I, I actually do need that challenge. And, I, and for the most part, needs somebody calling me out. Yeah, for, for <laughs> the most part, it's, it's, it's mostly me. Um, 
I'm I'm laid back and like I I'm adaptable. Like like sometimes like I really truly don't don't have a preference. You know, and for, for for most things, I don't really have a preference, you know, but there are very there are a few things. There are there are certain things where I'm specific about, you know, um, that I feel now, like it's in. Yeah. Is uh, that something you didn't yeah, know but before? That, yeah, I had that before, but like I was afraid that if I voice those things that I would lose this person, mm-hmm. you know. So. Um, I guess in our so marriage, a, you don't feel like, all right, she ain't, she ain't gonna leave me over there, so I, I can I can speak up. Yeah, and and that was a confidence that was given to me earlier because um, also unique to like to this relationship is that I've allowed myself to be your friend first. In every relationship that I've been in prior to us, like we just jumped right into relationship. We weren't friends first, oh. you know. So like I've I've gotten used to. You know, not really caring if you if you felt some type of way because I I liked something or enjoyed something, you know, even to this day it's like I still enjoy movies and like I'll go to a movie by myself, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, um, because I'm not a big movie person. Yeah. You know, but like that's a lesson that I had to learn, you know, um, before I was like because I was so quick to blame the other person like, oh, man, like I wanted it to work, but you didn't want it to work. You know what you wanted. You know, and then I thought about it was really I wasn't vocal about the things that I wanted. I really didn't like like share who I really was, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I I said to myself, I won't let that happen again. You know, whoever I enter a relationship with, they're going to know me, you know, and I'm going to make sure of that. So I appreciate that. I need to know you. I had to really I mean, I'm all about giving it third degree because. Like I said, I got some trust issues anyway, yeah. so I had you didn't to, even have to. That's I didn't have to. Yeah. yeah, you you were an open book, and from the first night we went out as friends, just yeah. And I appreciate that, and I just know that like it's like God knew exactly what I would need to be able to be open to uh to another relationship yeah. because I w- was not really. I had just even started thinking about. I just was like thinking about dating around the time that. We were already friends anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was years in the making to even be open to the idea. And even then, I only was open to the idea of getting to know people. Mm-hmm. I wasn't fully open to the idea of actually like being in a committed relationship. But at least I was like, you know, I'm open to making new friends that may be of the opposite gender. Yeah. <laughs> And who may also be interested in possibly going further than just a friendship, but mm-hmm. you know, no pressure. Like I was. Oh, and and just so oh, just goodness. so I'm clear, like because I, I don't know if I was clear about like the advice I would give to my younger self. I think be the advice I would give to my younger self would be like be true to yourself. You know, don't don't lose yourself in in other people. You know, be sure to be true to who you are. So. Yeah, advice that I would give to myself. Um, In relationships. Yeah, related to relationships, like, man, I, I think I would, I would really want to tell my younger self that. Um, oh man, that is kind of hard related to relationship because. I've been in a, in you know failed relationships. Um, 
I mean, it's fine if you don't but, have any advice for her, I guess. Well, no, because I, I don't, because I definitely did you some learned things. Some stuff. Yeah, I definitely learned learned some things, uh, a lot of things about about who I am in a relationship. You, oh, I know. One thing I would let myself know. What I would tell my one thing I would tell my younger self is that you don't know what you're doing, mm. honestly. Because second. You don't. You have no idea, and uh, I would have really, like, emphasized the need for humility, for mentorship, for examples, good examples of healthy relationships. You know, like I didn't know what a healthy relationship really looked like, and. Uh, but I just knew I was like, well, it's my relationship, so I, I'm. It's gonna be what I make it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but I honestly really had no clue. I had, I had no clue. I, I thought that it was okay for two individuals to be able. <laughs> two individuals can come together, and as long as they like like each other, um, they can make it work, even if they have two separate lives and separate priorities, separate bank accounts, separate every like I thought that it was okay. And I think that was part of me really being afraid to relinquish control cuz I had no trust in people anyway, including past partners. Uh even though I trusted them enough to be in a relationship with them, I didn't trust I never I never really fully trusted uh fully trusted anyone before mm-hmm. you. Like I might have thought I did. But now I feel the level of trust that I have with our marriage, it wasn't even close in the past. I had, I, I always had just enough trust, mm. which meant that I was always like a, there was always like a, a crack in the foundation that the second you do something cray cray, I'm out. Yeah. Or the second you do something cray cray, I'm pull, I'm, I'm reneging on this little bit of trust I got for you and I ain't going to trust you for nothing. Mm-hmm. And that was very unhealthy. Um, certainly it was for a good reason. I felt like I had developed like, uh, that as a safety mechanism because of, because of past, you know, hurts and experiences that like, I I couldn't be too liberal with my trust, even with those that were closest to me. Right. Um, but I, you know, it served its purpose of protecting me, but, uh, because I didn't let the, full processing and healing of past hurts really be done. I just left it at that. I thought that was the answer. I was like, oh, you know, men have hurt me in the past. So the I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop here. I'm just going to make sure I'm just really, 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 really stingy with my trust, even with those that are closest to me. And I'm, I'm ready to retract that trust at a, at a moment's notice. And that ended up being very toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, like toxic in a relationship. So, um, I also would tell my younger self that, you know, it's okay to need help. I wish I sought help sooner. Like, uh, you know, marriage counseling. I'm previously married. I wish I had uh, sought out marriage counseling sooner. Uh, I wish I had uh, consulted uh, trusted f- 
friends and um, for one I didn't have I honestly didn't have any uh uh friends and healthy marriages you know that I could talk to that I felt comfortable talking to because same reason the trust issues so I didn't talk to anybody about like the breakdown of my previous marriage and when it was really falling apart I had no one really to talk talk to mm-hmm. and I didn't finally start even speaking up about it until it was like really in shambles and and that was a sad place, sad place to be, very lonely place to be to like, you know, your, mar- <coughs> your marriage is fall, like falling apart and you like uh, really don't have anybody who can provide sound advice. And then we finally got to marriage counseling. He was already checked out. He was already like, actually, I think not being married is really the best thing, you know, for him. They're like, so... I still put in my 150% to try to make it, try to make it work, uh, but can't, can't do it with one person, you know? So, yeah. um, so that's probably tells, it leads me into my other thing I would tell my younger self is that failure, you know, failing doesn't make you a failure. Like my, that marriage failed but it didn't define who I was as a person. I thought it, I thought it did. And I thought it would, I thought it would be like a mark, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like a scarlet letter to be like, dang, man, now I'm divorced, you know? And it was infuriating because I feel like it wasn't, uh, what I, wasn't what I wanted. And I didn't, uh, but as, and, uh, for someone who really likes to, be to have a good handle on her life that was something that I couldn't control really so you know I'll tell myself that like (coughs) just because you fail at something you're not that doesn't make you a failure I felt like a failure for a long time after that um you know and even that you know once I was like really like emotionally old like had moved on, I still felt like in the back of my mind, like, but marriage ain't for you though. So you don't want to fail at that again. And once life, your life has proven that you fail at that. So don't bother doing that again. Mm. Uh, So I was really, I really felt like I was, I was meant to be single for the rest of my life after that. And and I was okay with that. Yeah. I was comfortable with that. Yeah. For me, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't know. Like, I just, I think I got to a point where I just stopped caring. You know, I, I spent so much of my life wondering, like, God, man, is, is this my rib? Is this the one for me, man? It was so much of my life just going back and forth. And then it was just one day I just like, you know what, God, you know what I need, man. You know, um, and I, I think it, it happened. I was, I was reading um, one day I was reading in Genesis and you know, just the, the whole story with Adam and Eve and you know, the creation story. And it was like, God got to a point to where, you know, after seeing everything is good, the one time he said that it's not good. He was like, it's not good for man to be alone, you know, but Adam didn't come to that, the conclusion that was a conclusion that God came to, you know? So my prayer became like, it changed from God, send me my rib, reveal to me who my rib is to, <laughs> to, uh, God, you know, you know what's best for me, you know, and if if 
is meant for me to be single for the rest of my days, then that's fine. Show me how to be content with that, you know, and if it's meant for me to be married one day, then prepare me for whoever you have for me, you know, and um, like I, I leave the rest up to you. You know, and then I just started chilling. I like I ain't worried about it. I was like, well, let me get used to going to these movies by myself just in case that's my reality. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because at first, man, I thought it was weird going to see a movie, especially a comedy, you know, by yourself. And like you laughing and like you, you sit next to people on date nights and stuff. And you, I feel like I'm intruding on their laughter and stuff. They laughing and I'm like throwing in my little laughter next to me. <laughs> that was funny, huh, guys? <laughs> You're not with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, but, um, I think it was, it was that, that moment when, um, like I just stopped, stopped caring, man, and relinquished control because, you know, it's out of my hands, you know, why, why sweat it? So, mm. yeah, but I, I was determined to be a catch if I was going to be, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Man. You know, work, working on myself um it's it's crazy because like i grew up in church and like it, it's, it's so many people like man you better you better name it and claim it name it and claim it you better oh tell gosh. the lord write your list <laughs> tell the lord what you want no offense to anybody who grew that's up that it, way but like like, no, like sometimes you like I, I do believe in being but i also believe that god created us and he knows exactly what we need exactly when we need it and he's far more wiser than we are you know, about determining what's good for us. And, um, you know, that's that's my two cents, and I'm going to leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. My drink is getting low. Oh, you know what that means. Yeah, it's almost yeah. time to it's go. time to go. Um, mm-hmm. I do have one more thing that I would like to say, though. Yeah. Um, well, two things. I love you. Second thing is. And I love you, too. Um, the second thing is, to our listeners... You know, if you have any advice that you would give to your younger self, man, DM us on our Instagram page, Good Marriage, Great God. Let we'd us love know. Love to highlight you. Yeah, we'll love to highlight you. We'd love to 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 share some of those in our next podcast. Um, if you like what you heard today, you know, man, comment. Let us know what you think. Um, share the episode. Share the podcast. I would really pose some of these questions to your partner, too. It definitely will spark some some nice conversation. Well, I appreciate this uh, this conversation, and I appreciate uh, folks who listening in. I really would love to hear your thoughts on this, and uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's a... Uh, Skin o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep, uh, and our our drinks are officially finished, so that means it's time to wrap things up. So we hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast conversation, this podversation. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Indiari. Come on. Don't do us like that. Don't do us like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Save that story for another time. That's another, that's another conversation. I hope everyone has a great day. Until next time, guys. Hey, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brandon. And I'm Kim. And this has been Good Marriage, Great God. Hey, if you like what you heard today, be sure to comment, like, subscribe. You can find us on social media, on Instagram, or Facebook at Good Marriage, Great God. Until next time.